Welcome to track number four of My First Love. Hallelujah. How many of you are blessed so far? Oh, some hands were down. Amen. Amen. All right. Are there some empty seats by you somewhere? Is there any empty seats? Has somebody gone home? Oh, if there's an empty seat by you, you know that the person has actually checked out. He took the early train. Amen. All right. So if there's no empty seat by you, it means that we are all serious, ministry-minded people here. Hallelujah. All right. So at this point, I want to give an opportunity or a forum or a platform or a table, whatever you want to call it, or a mountain, for you to ask a question. Amen. About full time, about ministry, about what else? So if you have any question, lift up your hand. It's question and answer time. If I can answer, I'll, if I can answer, I'll call Pastor Kwame to help me. If he can't answer, I'll call Lady Pastor Haranda. If we can't, we'll note it and then we'll discuss with the presiding bishop and give you an answer. Say amen. amen. Nobody has a question. Brother, come. You mentioned your name, the campus. Then ask your question. Amen. I'm Cecil Osekusi, Sunyane Polytechnic. My question is, I want to know the difference between missionaries and the, the full-time. Can I really answer that question? I wonder. Well, there are full-time missionaries and there are missionaries who are lay ministers. Do you understand this? Some say you are full-time. Means that you are employed by the church. Amen? Fully. But then there are some people on missions who have gone on missions, but they are not employed by the church. Do you understand this? Do you understand? Does anybody understand my question? So you can be a missionary who is a full-time missionary, or you can be a, a missionary who is a lay, a lay person. It means you are not paid by the church, but you are a missionary. I know people who have traveled to other countries to start churches on their own. They found a job there in that country. They are not paid by the church. But they are there because of the church. They are not there because they were working for Stan Chat in Ghana, and they were moved to Zimbabwe, and that's how come they started the church. But maybe they were living in London on their own. And they decided, I want to go and live in South Africa so I can start a church. So they get a job, move from London to, say, South Africa, to a new job that he has found himself. And then as he's gone there, he starts the church. He's considered as a missionary, but he's a lay person. Do you understand it? Is that understanding? Yeah. Because you did not move there because of your job. That let's say you work here and you've been transferred from here to Sunyani and therefore you go and start the church there. But you are working here and then you resign. Let's say you have even resigned from where you're working and you go and look for another job in Kumasi or another town or another country on your own because you want the church to go there. 
Is, is that not a simple? Yeah. But there are some people who are also employed full time as missionaries and sent to a country. So there's a, there's a, is there a difference? There is a difference. So when you are full time staff, you are paid by the church, if you like. And then some people are missionaries, but they are not full time paid missionaries. Any other question? You don't have any questions. Please. Bishop was talking about um, why it's important to have faith, and I just want to ask if there, there are specific kinds of faith for specific things. Like, I mean, thinking of it in terms of faith being actions. Are there particular kinds of faith for particular feats in ministry? I don't know if you understand. <laughs> Um, what I'm trying to say is that I want to know if there's I know there are different levels and phases of ministry so I want to know if there are specific kinds of faith that go with them to be able to achieve those to do those things in ministry do you need a certain kind of faith for this kind of um, for instance for instance maybe like a healing ministry for instance, maybe you are a teacher and um, God wants you to move on to the healing ministry or whatever. Do you need a certain kind of faith for that aspect of ministry or it's just faith, faith? Hmm. I think this question, presiding Bishop can answer this question. I, I don't understand it honestly because, okay, let's take it at our level. You are a student. You believe in the ministry. You've been a shepherd. You become an elder. You've started a branch. You've pastored it. Each of these levels requires certain faith to get there, which is a certain action, or if you like, call it sacrifice or denial or something to get there. And when you get to that level, and now you finish school, you've come. Ask whether you work full time for the church or you even work as a lay missionary, whatever it is also requires a certain faith to trust that instead of going to work at stand church, you come to work for the church and it will still be well with you. I think that that's also another level of faith. In the same way, I believe that if you are a teaching person, you are a teacher and you teach and you believe that God has spoken to you to go into healing ministry, you require faith. Because what if you pray, say wherever you are, you have any sickness, put your hand there. And then you, people do that. And after that, say, if you are here, come. And nobody comes. You, you need faith. You need faith. Look, I've been at every healing Jesus crusade. But there's no crusade that I go that I don't have butterflies in my stomach. It's true. I've had faith. I believe. And I've seen all the miracles Bishop mentioned. I've seen them on the crusade. Even at Salaga, the last crusade we had. There was an old lady who came on the stage and said she could not see totally. She couldn't see. And now she could see. That was it. She was over 60 years. It's more than 60 years. You know? And I was the person who spoke to her down there before she came on the stage. And then, even me, I wonder whether I had enough faith like she had. Because I kept on asking her questions. You know, in Concomba, and then another pastor would translate. Like, what? At the point, she was bored. 
the whole lady sister that she's saying that she can see do you see when she came to testify but what i'm trying to say is that at that point at that point i believe that bishop needs faith to have started the healing jesus crusade which we started when we started we used to arrange 400 chairs and believe god that it will be filled they say, but now when we go, we have 10,000 chairs. We just put them down. We don't even think about it that it will be filled. And we have more than five times the people standing than those who are sitting. Like the chairs are negligible now compared to the crowds that we have. But it's faith, I believe, that has brought us here. Oh? I don't know. I don't have any other. If somebody can help, can bring any explanation. That's how I understand it. I don't know if I've answered your question. I've not. I just want to clarify. Would you say that um, the like as you move higher, and I don't know if um, like for instance there are levels in ministry, and the higher you go, the more faith you need. Would you say so? I don't know whether it's more faith that you need, but I think that there are different things or different ways of expressing the faith that you have. If I take someone like Abraham, who didn't have a child, the Bible says he believed what God told him, and he was counted, imputed to him. Do you see? So at that point, it was a faith. But to have a child that finally you were looking forward to, and now you have that child. I was my little daughter has a Bible. I was reading it for her with her for her quiet time. So we got to Isaac, and when we read it and all that, the next day when she brought the Bible, that I should read it for her. And then she got to that page where Abraham had Isaac on the altar. You know what she said? She said, that is the bad man who who kills his child. (laughs) You see, even as a little girl, four-year-old girl, she thinks that Abraham was a bad man trying to kill his child. And And she went on and said more things that if God gives him a child, he will kill the child. So God should not give him a child. You see, so you can imagine what was going through Abraham's mind. And the time that he had to take his child. So I don't know whether I would like to say it's a higher faith or whatever. But I feel that it's a different faith or a different kind of faith that you ask yourself that. Will I want to do this or do I still think that this is the voice of God that I have to obey? You know, like the example Bishop was giving of Moses. You, you have killed somebody and you have run away. So on the list, I believe that on the list of wanted men... In Egypt, if it was not the number one, he was one of the top, top ten. And then you go one day with your ship to the desert, you return. He said, God has asked me to go back to the place where I'm wanted. And not only are you going back there, but you're also going to appear before Pharaoh. Hey! I tell you, if you watch the film, you will see that that Pharaoh is the same prince that he grew up with. The one who was his age group. It's the same person who didn't even like him in the first place. Do you see? So, I think that it's a kind of faith that you need to go and be, not be afraid that Charlie, that Pharaoh can finish you. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord.